Hey everybody, this is Zach Nolan with the Coon Hunting University Podcast. Joining me as I sit down and discuss the past, present, and future of competition coon hunting with some of the top houndsmen in the country. Thank y'all for listening. Coon Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHUPODCAST at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunting University. You can find out more at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkey's Outdoors, and give them a like. And GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high-quality cedar dog box at a great affordable price if you're in the market for a new dog box reach out to gavin at 615-962-5266 all right folks this is zach nolan here on Hunt university podcast uh this is thursday night of the 2022 pkc world hunt and i thought it would be a good idea to uh to have a former world champion on with us and uh today we got 2020 world champion mr zach burden from morgantown kentucky how you doing zach pretty good how are you i'm doing good uh so let's just jump right into it here you know you kind of grew up in a in a legendary coon hunting family uh your dad and your uncle both both have done a lot of winning and uh so kind of tell us what it was like growing up around your dad and, and watching him win these hunts and uh tell us kind of about about when you started having thoughts and dreams of of winning some of these big coon hunts uh well truthfully uh i've been blessed you could say more or less uh i feel like i've grown up grown up in probably one of the best dog men there is in the world uh it's been a it's been a blessing uh, i've watched him uh win several hunts get in several hunts lose several hunts that's just part of it uh but uh i guess what really inspired me to sure enough uh before i won the world hunt uh he won it in 2013 with hotspot and then uh, i got topper which was out of hotspot so that really uh i guess it kind of like set a fire under me you know to try right. to win it and i knocked on the door for like four years in a row I got uh, top 18, I think it was, four years. Got beat that late round on Friday night every time. And then uh, that drive home on Saturday was depressing. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, it then, uh, uh, got legs, and then uh, I ended up winning it with him. So it was pretty cool. Now, when you won it with legs, did you always kind of picture yourself winning it, if you ever won it, winning it with Topper? Uh, I figured Topper would be the one I won it with. Right. And I, the year I brought legs up, I had no hope on winning it. I f- thought I might get him in, but I figured that'd be as far as I could go. So it just it just happened. It the way the way it played out. It played out good, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, so, do you kind of feel like when you first started going to these hunts, did you feel like you had to really do something to to get out of your dad's shadow, or did you kind of embrace the fact that it was a a family? a family thing and you were kind of carrying on the tradition uh man uh in our family it's just it's been a family tradition you know what i mean it ain't been like you know who can win the most or who can do this it's uh i've, I've grown up around coon hunting uh my dad grew up around coon hunting uh it was just uh i don't really know how to explain it it, it ain't really you didn't have much choice no matter, i didn't did have you? no choice but the coon hunt you know and uh but no it wasn't like a shadow uh i was glad i could you know be shadowed by him right know? 
it, that's been probably the most uh the most you know important part of it so oh yeah and, and for a father and son to both both be world champions that's that's really special and that that may not that's something that may not be replicated ever again because uh, I, I has anyone i don't think anyone else has done it i don't ever. think i don't think it's been a father and son like that no yeah i don't uh, think it's i'd say uh, I think one or one one person's won it twice. I think something like that, but I don't think it's ever been a father and son. Yeah, uh, I know Casey and Casey and Jeff have probably won a lot of the same hunts, right. but I don't think. Yeah. So, uh, tell us about some of your favorite dogs, and uh, well, what what was the first one you really went to win with? His name was Action Crank's Action. He was off of uh, uh, the old crank dog that Sean had. And uh, Sean done a lot of winning with him. Then I hunted hip hop some, which was a litter make to action. But uh, that was that was my first dog that I really started with in the youth and stuff like that. Uh, Flat Rock Cry, Dad got second in the Super Stakes with her at Aurora. Uh, she was probably my first dog that I went to winning hunts with. Uh, she was a trailing dog. She'd trail for 45, 50 minutes, but she'd trail a coon. And uh, she was a good strike dog. Uh, but other than that, and then uh, I had a fireproof clone, won a little bit with her, and uh, and then Topper was probably Topper probably my all time favorite. And I, I I didn't win that much with him, but he would be my number one probably. Yeah, and I uh, the few times I hunted with him, I really liked him. I liked how he moved and and just flew around ambush coons, and yeah. he he could. He was that style of dog. He's just my style of dog. Yeah. Uh, now, Legs, like I said, he's made a dream come true that Topper had never done, but he's still Topper be my all-time favorite that I hunted. Right. Well, do you think, you know, obviously the uh, the 2020 World Hunt was a big win, but uh, what's what's some other ones that you've pulled off that, that really mean a lot to you? Truthfully, I ain't never, I guess the, the World Hunt was probably, you know, like far as first place right. on you know, my win, but uh, I've been in a couple of Super Stakes here recently. Uh I guess that's really, I ain't really done no, you know, a lot of pro classic and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, to me, when you can get in the final four, like the pro classics, yeah, they, they mean good, you know, man, if it make you feel good, but, uh, when you get that, when you get a plaque, you can hang it on your wall, that's when you, that's when it means the most. Yeah, cause I've, the pro classic wins, don't get me wrong, it's all good, but, uh, three days later, they're done. Forgot about you know. Mm-hmm. You got that plaque on the wall. You don't forget about that. And I don't care what place you get. Like, you know. Well, that's what uh, me and Ward were actually talking earlier this week, and he was kind of talking about some of that. And he said, he said, I want to be remembered for for what I've won. He said, you know, it's about the legacy. To me, I see that. You know, the money's great, but uh, y'all, your dad, your uncle, all built a built a big tradition of winning and i'm sure it means a lot to you right to just carry that on uh yeah coonan ain't just for the money for us it's uh the money's good don't get me wrong but it's it's like a it's just a tradition you know yeah it ain't about it ain't about how much money we can win you know cause we're gonna uh if we lose tonight we're gonna go home we're gonna hunt tomorrow night you know we just love we love to hunt and uh uh my dad he's expired me to do that really uh, i watched him over years when he hunted dogs for four hundred dollars a month, you know, and uh, I don't know. He just he, he loved to hunt. That's about all you can say. Well, uh, the guys that really get in there and grind like that, you know, that the success will come. 
the, the guys there are hard coon hunters and and it, it's really paid off for y'all uh so being that we're we're up here at the world hunt um kind of kind of take us through since you you know from experience kind of take us through what it takes to uh to to win this thing man you have to have a lot of luck i don't care how good a dog you got uh, it goes back to what we was talking about a while ago uh like topper he to me on a level he was better than legs but uh, he never could catch the right breaks and uh legs he just you got to treat coons you got to have a good dog but you got to catch all the breaks to get through right and to uh to win six rounds i mean that's tough and oh, yeah. you know this competition up here it ain't it ain't just your regular trade dogs you know up here i don't know like our our cast we we actually drew each other last night in our cast we had dogs scattered out trend coons all over the place my cast tuesday night was the same way uh but yeah it's it's tough it's super competitive up here what uh what is there a particular round you think that that really separates the the contenders from the pretenders or one that's tougher than any of the other ones you're going to get you, you know you have the draws are you know it's going to come down to most of the time if you meet in the heads up cast and stuff like that you know you come down friday night late and stuff or you know saturday early uh that's going to be your toughest to me because th- that week let's put it that way the week of the world on whoever makes it that far you're going to draw the, the the best dogs that week maybe not night in night out but that's going to be your best competition right and uh but uh, that's, I mean, it's probably going to, you know, I mean, you get Friday early, you know, your competition's tough. Then you go late round. Your competition gets a little tougher because the dogs that won that with, you know, early, that's going to be your best dog that night. Then you're, you're just making the best of the best that week. Right. You know, I, I kind of feel like you could probably double one up just getting lucky, but like you said, it just gets a little bit tougher every round because you're you're looking at the best of the best. So tell me tell me a little bit about what you remember when it with legs. Uh, I mean, you don't have to detail the whole story, but kind of tell us some of the highlights of of that week. Uh, well, uh, I didn't hunt him till Wednesday. I hunted uh, the rain dance dog that we hunt that I had uh, Monday and Tuesday, and uh, Wednesday I thought, heck, I'm gonna try. You know, I'll try him two nights or at least one night. And uh, he won early, looked pretty good. In the late round, he really didn't look that good, but he looked better than the other ones. And uh, so basically, like I said, I slid by then. And that's what kind of goes by what you're talking about, doubling up, you know. So, and then Friday night, uh, I made a mistake, and uh, he pulled me out. And then uh, the late round, he looked pretty good, and then he just he kind of looked good the rest of the time. Now, I had one bad round that I call bad round, but he done enough to slide by, let's put it that way. And but I don't know. Once you when I got there, it, obviously you don't ever think you're going to get there. Right. And then when you get there, and then after it's over, you don't really realize you want it. You know, you're happy, excited, but then it sets in when you get home. Like dang, I just won the world. Hunt, you know, that phone ringing off the hook. Yeah. And what made it more special was, was like I said, Dad won it in thirteen, and with Topper, I mean, it's depressing. Four years in a row, man, it was crazy. And I just kept knocking on the door. And, I just knocked on through finally, you know. And uh and pretty much y'all y'all's whole family was here. Oh yeah. To see you win it. That really makes me happy to see the whole entourage we all when when y'all are taking that picture 'cause uh you know, that that shows what it means to you, your family. Right. Um 
That's kind of like uh, me and Jason was talking, Jason Darty, and uh, when he won it with the Nationals with X, he got uh, final six one year. Then he made it to the finals the next year and got beat by a shot. I think it was. Mm-hmm. He said on the on the way home, he was mad the whole way home. You know how it is when you you know you're blessed to be in the finals, but you made on the way the whole way home. And uh, kind of like I was with Topper. I mean, you work you grind all that next year because that's you know you feel like that's the hunt you can win. And uh, he grinded all that summer, all that winter and summer, and uh, come back that next March and won it that third year. You know, it just. The grind don't never stop to me, you know. If you want to work at it, you work at it, you yeah. know. And it will pay off. Eventually. Oh, yeah. You may not you be several nights out there, you're like, why am I doing this? But it will pay off. That kind of goes back to, I watched dad, my dad, He several nights, he'd be out there just hunting. For one, he loved to hunt regardless of what he won. But the work he's put in is what's got me to where I'm at today. So, How was it just being able to watch your dad and and learn from him as a dog man. Do you feel like that you've been able to absorb a lot of how he trains dogs and, and, and do that yourself? Or Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but now I'll, I'll say this. I'll never be, I don't think, I, I mean, I've got it in me, but I, it's hard to be as good as he is. He's as good as, as there is. Uh, I don't care what kind of dog problem you got. He, he just about can fix it. But it's, it's hard to replace those shoes. But, yes, I, over the years I have... Uh, I feel like I have, you know, which you take, you know, you take, you train a lot of dogs. If you start a lot of young dogs, well, you're going to screw a lot of dogs up. And you kind of learn from your own mistakes. And I, I've, I've done that. I've, I've screwed plenty of them in my life already. And uh, you kind of learn from that. every dog. Every dog's different. But you kind of take in what you've done to that dog. And you see where you went wrong with him. So you do different with the next one, you know. So. It's helped me watch him over the years. Uh, I've seen him take dogs that I thought, I've told him several times, I said, I'd kill that dog. And uh, next thing you know, he wins the Super Stakes with it, or he gets in the finals of the Super Stakes. You know, it's kind of like a, uh, what I call a knockoff brand, what I would, you know, to what I would want to hunt. But patience is the key. You know, not, you go out night in, night, you know, night in, night out, you go hunting, you see the good and bad in that dog, you know what to do to that dog. Uh, I've seen him do a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, now you know I sit in the truck. He lob will go into a tree, and uh, makes me so mad. He'll sit there for like an hour. I'm like, man, what's this guy doing? And then uh, I was like, I wouldn't spend an hour with that dog. And he go that that weekend. We'll have a hunt. And he'll be in the final four. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. Well, two things I feel like has probably uh, probably helped just from the outside looking in. Number one, you'll hunt your own stock of dogs and have been hunting that same similar breeding for a long time. Right. And then uh, your dad, his... Yoder Nylon has long been known for producing the highest quality briar-proof products on the market. Now they've formed a partnership with Razor Hunting Gear to produce all of Razor's new hunting products. Razor has a wide selection of products from competition belts, chest rigs, strap vests, to hunting jackets. These products look as well as they perform. Razor Hunting Gear, designed by coon hunters for coon hunters. Razor Hunting Gear's newest products are now available for order. You can find a link in the description box below.
his attitude just being, you know, a laid back, easy going type guy most of the time, I feel like that that really helps with the dogs. Because, uh, like you were saying, you got to have patience and you got to you got to approach a situation with a dog calm. Because if you get mad at them, that's that's where you that's where you're screwing them up. Yeah, and I'm I'm bad about that. I ain't got I didn't got a lot of patience, but I've gotten better. And uh, legs help me with that more than anything. Because he's a trailing dog. When you go from a hot-nosed dog like Topper to just fly around tree coons, then you go to a dog that can tree a three-day track that's, you know, been laid up. You, you got to, there's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, yeah, that's, thing, that, that's, that's two extremes right there. That's a big game changer for me. And I and, and I got in a routine that I wanted him to fly around. Well, then that's where it all went backwards. And now that I've got my, I got a daughter called Speck. I like him a lot. He can fly around. He can trail one up too. But from the experience that I messed up on legs, I learned to do a little different with him. You know, to kind of let him work those tracks out instead of make them fly around. You know, they're still young. They got a lot of long, long life ahead of them. Well, speaking of Speck, uh, let, let's talk about him a little bit. You got him in up here this week. Uh, I used to I used to own Speck's mama years ago. She done some good things for me. I I like her. Uh ended up selling her, but uh looks like that was a pretty good cross. Uh so tell us tell us a little bit about the about the Speck pup. Well I uh I Will Smith and Valerie Smith, they got her now. They own Lady Z now. And uh I told I told Bubba, I said, uh, you were to breed Z to uh Topper. I said I think that'd make a good cross. And he said, well, I've been thinking about that. He said, but i got a few other stud dogs in mind, too. They end up, he kind of feuded around a little bit, and he thought, well, uh, he decided that uh, he was going to, uh, he wanted to go with Topper. So him and Dad worked out a deal, and they bred her. And so he, I don't remember how many pups was in the letter. But uh, he's got a pup called Dammer that's a pretty nice pup. And then I end up with Speck. It's funny about Speck because uh, Dad got two two pups out of that litter and he sent this the, the spec to uh, uh eric emory up in uh, indiana and uh end up getting him back it was kind of crazy how the deal works you know he called back and he's like uh man he said i'm working a lot this summer he said just come get this puppy so i can't do him no justice so i got him back and he run junk all summer never thought about trim i thought he's gonna be a you know typical white bad dog so i, I got hauling and uh I knew he was going to be a good strike dog. So I thought, well, maybe I can do something with him. Well, he started trend. So uh, I said instant hunting him, and uh, I went to the spring super stakes. He was this past time, and he wasn't what I call ready. But I knew he had a lot of heart and go to him. End up uh, that whole week, I didn't get in until Thursday, and I uh, ended up getting second with him. And like I said, it just, uh, I feel like what reason why I got second was the work I put in with him. He still wasn't ready, but I—I I mean, I—I I, I tried to prepare him as much as I could. Yeah, and uh, his mama, she was kind of that way. She was a little bit later about about treeing, uh, and we we actually held her out of her one year old silver stakes because she wasn't quite there yet. Right. But once she once she put it together, she was real good about having coons and and uh, and everything like that. But. Uh, yeah, I've hunted. I've hunted with her a bunch. Uh, me and actually, me and Bubba hunted when Topper was young. Uh, I'm trying to think. He may have been two after his two-year-old Super Stakes. Me and him hunted quite a bit that one summer, and uh, hunted him and Z together. And that's kind of it's kind of you know me now. Everything plays out. We hunted them together, and then we end up breeding them. 
And uh, Lady Z's a good dog. And I, t- I figured that would make a good cross, and it did, you know. So I, I don't know, but uh, it's just crazy, crazy how things work out. Oh, yeah. So uh, your little girl hunted spec up here this week. She did. So uh, tell tell us a little bit about that and just uh, uh, tell us about just what what it's like going out and taking your kids hunting. And, and I'm sure that's something you've been looking forward to for a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you, it's kind of... I'm competitive. I'm as competitive as anybody out there. And to, uh, she didn't really know what was going on. She's hunted some, you know, and she kind of knows what a dog sounds like and stuff like that. But she more or less, I think, wanted to come up to just see, cause, you know, because I like doing it. Right. You know, and, and uh, which, like I said, I would never tell her no. So we come up, and uh, she won early, which, you know, that's a proud moment. You know, first, second cast she's ever been in, you know, so she won. And then uh, we got beat late. Uh, that uh, young boy that yanked, uh, I can't remember who, what his name was, but his little dog looked good. And we, we got out of pocket, and she just got beat. And then uh, we hunted again the next night, and she won early again, really by luck. We never did trick coon, but he had 200 on a den tree. And uh, late round, she got beat again. I thought, man, she, she is my kid for sure. You know, got beat again in the late round. That's depressing. And, uh, well, we went home, and she had a good time. Uh, like I said, uh it ain't all about winning. Uh, and uh, really what got, because uh, I mean, before I met uh, Terry and Glenn, Glendore Yoder, uh, and when I first when I first started hunting for him, he said, uh, it's not about winning. He said, I don't care how much you win. He said, it's how you represent yourself. You know, he said, you put family first, but then you do your work. And uh, that's kind of sunk in over the time. You know, it's kind of, for one, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be able to do nothing. Uh, she's at home right now with with my boy, and uh, like I said, he, he's a handful. He ain't 15 months old, so that's a headache, you know, being there by herself. But uh, if it wasn't for a good family, I wouldn't be able to do, hunt like I do. So it ain't, I don't take credit for nothing. If I, if I didn't have help, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Oh, yeah, and you you got to have, especially to do this at a high level, you got to have a good support system, not only uh family back at home but uh you know your fellow coon hunters because you're gonna uh you're gonna need help at some point oh absolutely you you gotta you gotta have help it don't matter it's just like uh that's like what my papa got you know we got my dad started he you know my papa's dad he was always good with uh dogs i don't care if it's a possum dog squirrel dog and i think that's where my dad gets off his from hearing my dad talk about uh his name was papa odie and uh it all started it starts way back in, you know, it's crazy how the story goes down. And uh he was real good with dogs. Uh and I think that's where my papa he was he was he coon hunted, but he wasn't the dog man like you know, like Papa Odie was. So I think it kinda like skipped a generation, hit him probably skipping me now, you know, and then hit my gen next my generation. Uh but uh then Sean, like I said, I've been around as my uncle. Uh I've been blessed to be around who I am. You know, and grow up where I'm at. I've always grown up with a dog. Uh, when I was I was little, I remember taking a uh, a bungee strap, catching this pup Dad had running loose, and tying him to an electric fence. I hooked him to an electric fence, and he busted every insulator insulator off that fence. I got a whooping after that. I'd say so. I never did tie that dog to that fence. <laughs> but it's uh like I said, I've been around dogs at Aurora. Uh, probably the, when I was a kid. Uh, Run around, mean as a snake, crawling in and out of dog boxes. Uh, 
We've been locked in a few dog boxes at Roar too. Uh, but like I said, it's it's been a fun it's been a fun ride, and I'll cook that to the day I'm dead. You know, so. Well, um, you were you were talking about what Terry told you when you started hunting for him, and Lamar Pettyjohn. He, uh, I did him a couple of weeks ago, and he he kind of told something similar. Uh, the first guy he started hunting with, he said. I want you to go out there and try to win, but I want you to go out and do it the right way. And, uh, you know, your reputation in, in this sport means something. Right. That's all you have. I mean, you know, man, you got your reputation. If you ain't got that, then what do you have, you know? Right. And I I feel like, uh, you know, people people really need to try to protect their reputation. And some folks don't hold it in a higher regard than others, but it all comes out in the wash. You know, the, the good guys... Uh, most of the time, the guys that do it the right way, they, they end up getting there That's before it's like all said and done. You always, have, you always have guys that like you and don't like you. That's just part of life, you know. Uh, I'm the same way. I've got people I like and I don't like, you know, so I don't I don't hold nothing against nobody. But, uh, like I said, I try to do it right the best way I can. And, uh, like I said, just blessed. That's about all you can say. Oh yeah, well, uh, tell tell us a little bit more about your uh, about y'all's relationship with uh with Terry Yoder and and how y'all got in with him and and what what it's been like since you've been hunting for him. Well, uh, it's been probably two three years ago, maybe a little longer than that. I ain't real sure. Uh, Chris Hatfield, actually, we was hunting for uh, Kevin and Phil, uh, Kevin Sasser and Phil Smith. Uh, we was hunting for them a little bit, and. Uh, they end up getting out of it for a little while, which Kevin had a lot of work issues going on and stuff like that, so he stepped out. But in the meantime, Chris Hatfield got a hold of me and wanted to do a little pleasure hunting. And uh, he had a dog called Bo, and I hunted, I hunted him for him in the fall super stakes and got in the final six. And uh, he kind he said he, he, which he pulled horses for Terry all the time. He's pulled him for 20, 22 years now, I think. And, uh, when Kevin and them got out, he said, uh, I got a guy y'all might want to meet. So really it all started with Chris. Chris got the whole ordeal started with Terry. And uh, Terry's always coon hunting. He actually lived in Michigan. Now he lives in Florida. But uh, he, Chris got all started, and then we met Terry. Terry sent a dog down here, and uh, he wanted to see how good he was. Well, Dad told him he wasn't that great. And, uh, I mean, you know, this man's got more money than we could ever think of. And uh, Dad said this dog ain't gonna work. He said he just ain't he ain't gonna work for what we want to do for what you want to do. And uh, Chris ended up actually buying Topper from uh, Kevin and Phil. So actually, at that time, I went to work at an aluminum factory over there. I know it's hard to believe, you know, me working, but uh, I went to work over. I worked there about a year and a half, about a year probably. And uh, they had done a lot of winning with Topper. They done good with him. And then uh, Terry called me one day and said that uh, actually Sean had done, he had done, got Sean hunting for him. And then I wasn't, uh, probably eight months later, probably six months later, he called me and he wanted me to start hunting for him. And uh, he said he didn't want, uh, he didn't want a bunch of people, but he, he wanted like the, I guess the tradition we had, you know, the family, the way dad hunted, he knew it was a family thing. So, uh, he liked that, so we all end up, end up hunting for him, and it's been a heck of a ride since, you know. But he's taught me a lot, you know. It's like I said, the, about family first, then you do your work, you know. 
And he said, if you don't put your family first, then you ain't much of a man. So he's always told me that. And uh, tax will help me along the way to be a better person, really. So he told me, he told me when I started, he said, it ain't about winning. It ain't about how much you win. It's about how you win, you know. So kind of stuck with that. Oh, yeah. And there's, man, there's so many life lessons that you can take away from, from doing this. Um, I, I feel like if you go at this with the right mindset, it really can help you become a better person. Absolutely. Uh, just, you know, learn, learning sportsmanship and learning how to help other people out and, and, and being honest. And, uh, you know, that, that's all things that are real important in coon hunting and in life. I guess now let's, let's talk about, uh, you and Spec up here, uh, and what y'all did to get in and, uh, kind of what you're expecting ahead of, ahead of tomorrow night. Well, uh, like I said, I hunted him Monday night. He looked like crap, really. He just looked like a dog. And then I hunted him, uh, hunted him Tuesday night, and uh, he looked pretty good. And I got lucky in one early, and then I got lucky in one again late there. Got him in. Uh, it's just kind of like going back to the legs the year I wanted. Uh, he's still young. He's got a lot to learn. I really, I got high hopes. I want to win every hunt I, I enter in, but, uh, I'm not sure if this is, you know what I mean, this is going to be the time or year. No, everybody thinks the same. Everybody's got the same idea I got right now that's sitting, you know, that's in. But uh, I got high hopes for him. He can treat coons. And uh, like I said, the little dog performed like he should. Uh, I got a good chance. But either way, I'm happy to be where I'm at. You know? Yeah, and I've, I've heard a lot of guys say it's kind of. Conkey's Outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest in hunting technology can be expensive. That's why they are proud to offer amazing financing options from 30 days same as cash to 0% interest for 6, 9, 12, and even 18 months, depending on your credit score and the amount you spend. If you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology, go find out more on the web at conkeysoutdoors.com or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit. They'd love to have you. Conkey's Outdoors. Houndsman helping houndsman. Uh, all you all you can do is double one up, and then at that point, it's a crapshoot from there on out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you think you think about it. Uh, these dogs that's doubled up, it's kind of like me. I've been lucky and got, you know, doubled up. But uh, most times, if you double up, you know, you're packing a pretty good dog. So you're going to meet. You're going to meet the best of the best here coming tomorrow night, you know. So it ain't going to be no easy draw. You know, if you want to draw this guy or that guy, you don't want to. To me, ain't none of them easy. You got to beat them all, so you might as well have a mindset of you don't care who you draw. So, and some dogs, after it's over, I wish I hadn't drawn. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You don't ever know. But like I said, if it's, I've always been told if it's your time, it's your time. It don't matter who you get. Well, somebody must have lost the watch that was keeping up with my time because it ain't come, it hadn't come since 2016. But we're gonna try them again tonight. Uh, but man, it's that's the thing about it is there's so many variables that go into it. It's it's tough to get up here and uh, and have a dog keep it together for two rounds in the same night. Oh, it is. And then you just think about it. Uh, it's like I said when I won it. I mean, I put six rounds together. My dog did. I didn't. I helped him, but he done most of the work. Uh, it's crazy to think about you win six rounds in a row. I mean, at the level that you're at, you know, anybody, uh, whoever wins six rounds, I mean, you, you had the best dog that week. Now, next week, you might get beat by a poodle. You know, you don't ever know, but, uh, you got to put six rounds together and that's tough. 
Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so as as it goes on, uh, the the further you get, how much extra care do you have to take of your dog to make sure he's not wearing down? And oh, it's I mean you gotta have good dog food. You know it, it goes back and we feed the joy. We start feeding that joy, and uh, I'm not saying it's the best, but that's what we like. You know it works good for ours. Uh, you just gotta make sure your dog. Uh, maintain good you know when you get him out the next day you gotta look you know look at his eyes look at his feet make sure he ain't swelled up or eyes matted together uh there's a lot i mean a lot of plays into it you know you just got to you take care of your dog he'll take care of you you know that's the way i look at it and uh sometimes you know you you get to get mad and you don't really look at your dog that much or you know a lot of things play into it yeah and i I remember your dad saying on, on his podcast how he'll get out there and talk to him and and uh you know try to try to buddy up with the dog as much as you can uh is that is that something you do too you try to try to bond with them well i've tried to do that i've tried to get better i think that's where a lot of times i go wrong you know i go uh you get out there and that's like i told you he go in there and i'll be sitting at the truck i don't have my dog off the tree and come back or he might not even be tree and he'll go in there and he'll sit for an hour 45 minutes to an hour maybe longer i'm like man what you know like i said what's this guy doing in there and uh, you go in there, he's liable to be, you know, sitting over on the ground, you know, with the light off, just letting the dog tree. The dog tree. You know, he, that goes back to knowing your dog. You know, and he hunts a dog, he's going to know every move it makes. And that's 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 one key to uh, putting rounds together. I don't care if it's world hunt, super stakes, whatever. You got to know that dog. If he pulls an off bark in the ground in there and you know he's in the ground, but well, you know not to drink. And, uh, that just goes back to hunting. You know, you got to put your time in. You know, if you put your time in, you know your dog, it's going to work out eventually. So, uh, so what's the what's the hunting like there around y'all? Uh, is it is it pretty good for for training dogs or is it a lot of coons? We got plenty of coons, but they've got to go hunting for them. I feel like we've got uh, uh, about the best area as far as getting a dog prepared. We've got hills. We've got flat river bottoms. You can tree coons in the river. You can tree coons in the hills. You know everything's different. You know if you you go to the bottoms one night and they look good, you go to the hills the next night they don't look good. Uh, some dogs hunt different. I feel like we got a, a terrain to where you can you can prepare a dog for any kind of hunt there is. Yeah. It may not always be prepared, but you got it there to do. So like y'all went uh, for the for the qualifier, y'all went to Michigan, right? We did, yeah. Uh, so. So that's yeah, that kind of speaks to what you were saying. You know, you can you can go up to Michigan and win, and like y'all are going down to uh, Mississippi and winning, or, or you know Tennessee or Illinois or just wherever. Uh, and what does it what does it take for a dog that you can haul north, south, east, west, and be able to win there? Because not many of them can. You just got uh, from my experience. Uh, you got to have a dog that can tree a coon in any kind of terrain you put him in. If you've got a dog that can tree a coon anywhere you put him, you can work with him. Now, I ain't saying, you know, that's like uh, what you're talking about hunting-wise. One thing we don't have is a lot of water in swamps. So when we go, you go like to Mississippi, there's a lot of water in our swamps, Louisiana, you know, there's, there's a little bit of everything down there. Mm-hmm. It's just a different terrain, but you have to have a dog, when you cut him loose, go hunting. You know, don't look to run a road. Wherever you point it, you hit a thicket, however hard you got to hit it. And uh, I think I ain't saying our dogs do the best, but 
they're going to at least try. They'll give you a shot at it. You know, they're going to go hunting whether they're swimming or not. Uh, but if you got a dog that can trick a coon, then you can work with it. You know, if he can trick a coon anywhere, that means a lot. Right. Yeah. All right, Zach. Well, I'm I'm sure a, a lot of the answer to this question is probably probably already in some of what we covered, but I still like to ask everybody this. Um, when it comes to coon hunting, what's your why? What what makes you want to get out here and do this? Uh, well, it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit, like you said. Uh, probably my dad. I've watched him win, uh, you know, super stakes, world hunt, uh, trucks. Uh, I like to win all those things, but uh, the probably the biggest thing is I, my goal is to be is uh, how he knows dogs. I like to be able to get no, you know, you ain't gonna know every dog, every dog, you know, every move that they make. But I want to be, you know, I want to try to be that good. I feel like I can if I put the work in, I can get close. I may not be able to achieve it, but uh, I want to be able, to, I want to be able to be that person to where you know. Somebody brings me a dog that I can fix it, or I, you know, I can get close to fixing it, and uh, that's kind of the fire. But uh, my goal, you know, obviously everybody's goal is to win something. But uh, like I said, I won a world hunt. I've got close to two super stakes, and uh, so my goal is is to win the uh, the spring two or three, you know, with spec. I want to win the two or three. That's my goal right now. Uh, the nationals. I knocked on that door this past time. But uh, my goal right now is to win a Super Stakes. I know it ain't that big. It ain't that much money in it. But uh, that's just that's just my goal. I've knocked on it twice with two different dogs. And I think uh, I think I've got the dog right now, uh, Spec. I think I can, whether he's got two a two-year-old and a three-year-old left. And uh, I really think I can knock on it one or two more times, you know, maybe, if I'm lucky. So uh, the work won't never stop. But uh, without that, though, like I said, it goes back to uh, your family. You gotta have, you gotta have support. You gotta have the help. Uh, like I said, I got two kids. Uh, it ain't easy, you know. I'm gone all the time. Uh, gone like like this week right here. Everybody's up here. I'm sure their family's back at home. You know, we're up here in a hotel. Uh, like I said, uh, a lot of people say coon hunting ain't work. If you do it right, it's work. It's more. It's probably worse than going to going to getting up and going to work every day. Uh, you're out there. You're chasing his dog through the woods. Uh, mad every night. You go out there just about at it properly, but uh, it's work. Uh, but if you put your time in, uh, it'll pay off. But you gotta have a good. You gotta have a good uh, foundation. And I feel like that we've got we've got a good foundation. And like I said, it goes back to well, my mom, my dad. I I remember several nights uh standing on the porch uh, crying because dad wouldn't take me hunting that night. He'd be going somewhere, you know, like an hour away to go hunting. And then uh, the next night, he, he asked me if I want to go. I said, where are you going? He's like, oh, about 10 minutes from here. Well, I wouldn't want to go, <laughs> you know. And uh, You want to go on an adventure. I to go on an adventure with him. And uh, I, I, there's one time he was going to, uh, oh, he wasn't too far from the house, but he wouldn't let me go. He was, he was going hunting with a couple other buddies. Probably be out all night was the reason why he wouldn't let me go. And then, uh, like I said, the next night, they were just going close by the house. And uh, well, I didn't want to go that night. You know, I wanted to go the, the other night, but I don't know. It's, uh, you got a mom and dad and papa, all my granny. You got Sean. Uh, it's all been a support. You know, whoever wins, they're all there, you know. And like I said, papa, he's getting up in age. And my granny's getting up in age. Uh, times have changed, and 
so was everything else. Well, yeah. And, you know, you were you were talking about how the reason why you do this kind of changes. You know, you got different goals, and that kind of goes back to, you know, just maturing as a person. And, uh, you know, I guess when you're, when you're young, first starting out, yeah, you want to win everything. But eventually you're like, yeah, I've done some winning. Now I want to become this ultimate dog man. Right. And uh that's pretty neat to, to see how see how people get in here and and just grow in the sport and, and their goals change. It's kinda of like having uh it's kinda of like having the like I said, you you like gotta love the hunt, you gotta have the passion for it. You know, if the hunts quit tomorrow would you still go? Yeah, I'm still gonna go hunting. You know, maybe we're just even if we ain't competing for nothing. It's uh it's kinda of grown into be uh, uh you know, I was like to say a family tradition, but you gotta love to hunt, you know. And then I think that's what helps that's helped my dad over the years win what he has is it wouldn't matter if there was a hunt tomorrow or they said that there ain't a hunt in five years. When it gets dark, that man's going hunting. He's gonna he's gonna try to do something different with his dog to make it better. And uh that's what I wanna be. I don't care. I mean, y'all obviously I wanna win another hunt. But when it gets dark, I want to go hunting. Yeah. You know, I want to try to be, I want to try to be that dog man. You know, I don't care if I win another hunt or not, but I want to try to where I can get to where I know them dogs like he does. Yeah, and I'm sure it's probably when you've got, you know, all y'all hunting together all the time. When you've got people there to hold you accountable, uh, it's a lot easier to uh, to get out there and go when you don't want to absolutely because uh, i'm sure if you if you decide to lay out one night i'm sure you hear it oh yeah it, it, like i said everybody you're going to take nights off and you're not going to want to go but uh i've been several nights i, I tell myself before dark even comes i ain't gonna go tonight you know and then uh dad a call we'll get your boots on we got you know we gotta go uh, you know or gotta do something to this dog or do something to you know to help him with something and uh why end up going you know, so it just it's kinda like a a motivation along the way. Yeah. You, know, you gotta have motivation. You gotta have somebody behind you helping you. Uh now don't get me wrong, my dad he uh he's hard. He's a hard guy to hunt with. He's hard you know, uh hard guy to hunt under with. Let's put it like that be underneath. He uh he's not gonna cut you no slack. And if you screw up he's gonna let you know how stupid you are. Uh but he's right. You know. Uh, a lot of times I get mad and and if uh, he's t- he'll tell me uh, things that my dogs are going to do a month before they do them, that's what that's where it goes back to us. I, I want to be, I want to get to where I'm at that point. And may still may not win, but you you know you know what you're doing out there. Yeah, it's almost almost like he's a step ahead of the dog. Oh, he's a step ahead of the dog. You got to be. Uh, not every dog. There's some dogs you know he may not he can't fix, but uh, I've been several times. Me, Jason, Sean, uh, they won't admit it, but I will. Uh, not just because he's my dad, because he's right. Uh, he'll tell us, like I said, a month, probably two months, and he'll say, you know, you're, you're, what you're, this is what you're about to run into with this dog, and it won't be long. We'll be running into that problem, you know. Like, how does this man know that? Well, the reason why he knows that is because he lays out in them woods with him. You know, he's seen dogs worse, better. That dog that should have been killed, that he made something out of, and. uh if you really, if you just sit back and you think, that's why I, when I come in from hunting, maybe two or three o'clock in the morning, uh, I'm thinking, well, you know, what can I do to fix this dog, you know, or something like that. And, uh, sit back and think about how, how did he know, you know, 
how do you know this dog was going to run into this problem? And it's, it's crazy to think about. It. You just sit back and let it sink in. You may be mad at the moment because it's telling you how stupid you are for doing what you're doing. But then when that problem comes, you're like, yeah, that man was right, you know. And uh, then you're back to the drawing board calling him, how do I fix this dog? And uh, I've done that several times. Uh, that's just like legs. Uh, he he kind of made me mad. And he's got too much winning left in his tank. And I said, uh, the things he's doing, I said, I can't fix. I've done everything I could do, I felt like, kind of took what he's kind of told me uh, to fix him and made him a little better, but not where he should be. And uh, he said, well, I think I can fix him. I said, we'll take him and fix him. And uh, then he doubles him up last night, the first night he hunts him. Now, I'm not saying that that's what he's fixed him, because he's not fixed. He'll tell you that. But uh, he's got him on his way, let's put it that way. Yeah. And and sometimes it just, it helps to just get another set of eyes and ears on a dog. Uh, just a change of hand. Yeah, just look, somebody looks at it from a different angle than, than you were. And, and like you said, yeah, just a fr- kind of a fresh start for the dog. Uh, Zach, we've, uh, we've covered a lot of good stuff here. Um, so is there anything you kind of want to say before we get off here? Any folks you want to shout out or uh, any yeah. final thoughts? Uh, if it wasn't for, truth all my hunting buddies, uh, you got Ryan Bratcher, uh, Jason Darty, uh, you got Matt Emery, uh, there's a boy that he, he goes to all the hunts with me just about when he's not working, Dustin Dockery, he's a, he's a heck of a truck man. He's good. He writes scores down. Anything I ask him to do, uh. Uh, you can't beat people like that. You got, uh, like I said, you got Jake Renegar with uh, the Western Kentucky Hound Supply. Uh, anything you need, I call him at one o'clock and say, "Hey, my garment's messed up." Well, he he may he, sometimes he'll be out hunting or sometimes he may be asleep, but he'll answer his phone. That means a lot. You gotta have you gotta have help. Uh, like I said, Terry and Glendora, they've been it's been a blessing to my family. Uh, what they've done for me, uh, my dad, my mom, Papa, Granny, uh, Sean. Uh, you got to have help. You got to have people you hunt with. You got to have people you can call at 1 o'clock in the morning. Maybe may be stuck in a mud hole somewhere. Uh, it's all a blessing. Like I said, uh, I don't take credit for nothing. Everything that uh, everything that I've won, it's come from my dad. You know the truth about it. Uh, that's why I want it, I feel like. Yeah, I put my time in, but you got to learn somewhere. You know, you had to, You got to have a starting point somewhere, and that's where it started at. And truthfully, if it wasn't for him, then I wouldn't have what I, you know, nothing that I have. So... It's uh that's where it all started and it's been a blessing. We're gonna keep doing what we're doing. Well that's good. And hey, uh yeah, you know, like you said, it it really is a uh a blessing to to have a good mom and dad and it, it's something I kinda uh when I was a kid I kinda maybe took for granted a little bit, but as I'm getting older I kinda I, I see a lot more of, of what they had to sacrifice and all all what they've done for me and 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 that that really is important it means a lot but zach we we really appreciate you getting on here with us today buddy uh we appreciate everything the burdens have done for the sport of coon hunting uh and uh and i think uh i think y'all are all y'all are good representatives of the sport and here on on chu that's that's what we're we're trying to promote we want to we want to give y'all guys a platform to uh so hopefully inspire some other guys to uh to do this and do it the right way but uh but with that up we're gonna get out of here zach we appreciate you buddy appreciate it man yes sir
are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get that's where i encourage you to go check out gnr cedar dog boxes especially if you're wanting something different gnr cedar dog box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that they provide a high quality handmade lightweight box to the customers they take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Cedar Dog Boxes on Facebook. G find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting U. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.